Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cassie Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting local businesses from all industries. Today we have Christian with us. Hello, Christian. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. A uh, real pleasure. Thanks for taking time out to do this. Life gets busy, I know. Yeah, life's busy, but I think, you know, uh, it's important for me anyway to uh, always make time for this kind of thing because actually these kind of digital platforms are fantastic. You know, it's a it's a way of getting your message out to lots of people without you having to be there. So it's a good use of time. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's jump straight in. So tell us about your business and what you do, Christian. Sure. So my name is Christian Harris. I'm the founder of a business called Slip Safety Services. Uh, we're in the safety and risk management field, specialising in uh, the prevention of slipping accidents. Um, you might not know this, but that's the biggest cause of accident, injury and insurance claims in most sectors. Uh, and what we do basically is we make existing floors safe even when they're wet, which reduces the risk of um, an accident. Uh, in the last three years, we've treated areas the size of over 40 football fields, which has kept over 3,000 people out of hospital, um, and that's prevented 30 million odd pounds of insurance claims and 15,000 NHS bed days. Wow. Uh, looking forward to exploring that a little bit deeper. So, uh, But I always like to find out somebody's story, their journey of how they got to where they've got to. Are you happy to share some of your story with us? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, before I got involved in this world, which is not something that you grow up dreaming of, of, uh, of doing, I guess, um, I was in management consultancy. So um, looking at uh, businesses that were either being bought by or sold by private equity companies or banks. So I got a kind of good exposure to a wide breadth of different businesses and sectors. And I enjoyed that in terms of the variety and I learned a lot, but I kind of wanted to be doing something that was doing a bit more good in the world, if that makes sense. Uh, and I came across this big problem, which everyone's aware of, um, but most people aren't aware of just how big of a problem it is. And when I started researching into it, it just kind of started ticking a lot of boxes for me because it was something that I could uh, become really passionate about and get involved in. And if I could make a success of it, then it would have a really big impact on the world. And yes, um, you know, I want to have a successful business off the back of it. But but actually, I think uh, doing something that's helping people and making a positive impact is, you know, more important, really. Uh, but if you can do that and build a business off the back of it, then that's a great combination. Excellent. And you make it sound so easy. Were there any challenges? <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. It's very, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, I think the biggest challenge for me is probably, uh, and it's a big challenge, is kind of making a market because um, this is a, I think when I explain what I do, everybody gets it straight away. Yeah, I understand that. And I can see that that's a problem. But what people don't realise is just how big of a problem it is. And because people kind of, see it as not that important perhaps they don't then put the focus on it and therefore it kind of perpetuates the issue so the biggest um challenge that i'm constantly trying to work through is trying to get that kind of cut through in the marketplace to uh to get people to put the importance on this that it deserves i mean to to, to put a bit of context on it uh just in the uk um 300 people a year go to hospital after slipping over um, and insurance claims alone is over a billion pounds. So it's a big problem, 
But if you're a facilities manager or even a health and safety manager of an individual building in whatever sector, you know, you probably see we might have one or two accidents a year and we might have a claim every two or three years. And therefore, it's not that big a deal. It's not until you roll it all up and see it in aggregate that actually it's a big, big issue. Yes, I think a lot of people think, well, it won't affect me that much. Yeah, similar to how people are. Some people are uh, are uh, dealing with the whole coronavirus situation. You might uh, you might argue, but yeah. So I think that that for me is is the biggest challenge. It's just getting the 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 messaging and the education out there to people, and obviously that's a big job. So you know that's not easy. So if I've, I've got the premise and I'm looking at uh, thinking about this, people falling. What what are some of the danger signs that I should be looking for? Uh, good question. I mean, we've come up with an acronym uh, called CHIMES, which shows you the six things that you need to consider. Uh, so I'll run through it quickly. C is for contamination. So what stuff is going on the floor, whether that's water ingress from outside or a spillage or whatever it might be. Uh, H is heel. So what are people wearing on their feet and can you control that or not? I is individual. So, um, you know, we can both walk on the same floor, uh, but we have different requirements for friction. Uh, equally, we, if we're pushing, pulling, twisting, turning, we have different requirements for grip on the floor. M is maintenance. So that's all about how floors are maintained and cleaned and looked after over time because you can start out a life with a, a good floor surface, but it can become slippery over the years or even the months. E is environment. So that things that thinks about things like lighting, noise, uh, steps and stairs, canopies, entrance matting. And S is the surface. So not many people know, but you can actually quantifiably, scientifically measure how slippery a floor is. So that's kind of the stage one of what we do often is go in and, and do this testing. And that tells people, right, you've got a on this floor a one in a million chance of a slip, but on this floor a one in 20 chance of a slip. And therefore, let's do something about this floor that's uh, higher risk. Hi. Now, this might be a strange question. It just popped into my head. Is, uh, in shops at the moment, they're putting stickers down on the floor, which are often vinyl. Mm. Can yep. it, can, are they quite a dangerous thing to do? Could, could they... they can be, yeah. So uh, we 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 got a call uh, a few months ago from a big uh, client of ours, a big property owner, and um, they the head of safety had just realised they'd bought four hundred thousand pounds worth of stickers, and they were really slippery. Um, so I think when that phenomenon started, there were perhaps uh, some uh, some issues, but I think now most people that I've seen seem to have figured it out because you can buy stickers with a kind of anti-slip texture to finish on on them um so that's what most people seem to be doing now all right so that that's worth the extra investment to do that definitely because you know an, a, an accident obviously there's a, a massive human cost but if you have an accident and a claim you're looking at ten thousand pounds on average and whilst you may have insurance uh, that covers that obviously when it comes to your insurance renewal that cost is going to go up and um, i don't know if you know this but the the insurance market right now is is um going a bit crazy it's hardening so you have a soft insurance market which is where there's lower premiums and a lot of competition and a hard insurance market where premiums go up because there are fewer insurers willing to write certain types of business and right now we're we're in a hardening market anyway but obviously the effects of covid are exacerbating that so insurance premiums are going up steeply um, so now's a good time to look at risk management such as managing your slip risks better Right. Are there any sort of kind of key places that, um, let's see how I'm going to put this, 
are there any sort of sort of floor services that are more prone to slipping than others? I mean, I, th I think we, we certainly work in certain environments of buildings more than others. So we do a lot of work in uh, washrooms or toilets. We do a lot of work in uh, hotel, bathtub, shower trays and, and bathrooms. We do a lot of work in you know, wet leisure areas, uh, kitchens, places like that. So certain environments are more likely for the floors to be wet or contaminated. Uh, but if it's from a floor surface perspective, then, you know, typically a smooth, shiny floor, uh, if it gets wet or contaminated, is likely to be more slippery than a textured floor. Although, to be fair, sometimes you have you can have floors that look anti-slip. You know, they look as if they're going to be textured and rough. And actually, when you put them in any, any kind of uh, rigorous testing there, they're not very good at all. But as a rule of thumb, you know, smooth and shiny is going to be more of a risk than uh, than textured. Right. Uh, so that, that's also a lot of um, shop floors as well then. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, that doesn't mean you should have anti-slip floors everywhere. And even the HSE wouldn't say that, but it's thinking about, you know, if you've got a shop, well, can you have a canopy outside the door? Uh, can you have um, sufficient matting inside the door so that actually by the time people step foot on that floor surface, their feet are dry and therefore it doesn't matter whether it's slippery or not, because the risk of someone slipping is reduced um, thanks to what you've done with the environment. Um, we typically get involved in cases where the floors are um, slippery, but in environments where, or areas within buildings where, you know, you can't stop them getting wet and therefore mm. they need to do something with the floor. So what are the options? You could rip it up and replace it, or you can get us to come in and treat it for you, which is about a tenth of the cost. Um, and with no downtime or anything. So most people would rather go down that route. Right. And how long does it take to treat an area? Um, so it depends on the on the surface. But as a rule of thumb, you know, we, we would normally do, you know, perhaps 200 or 250 square metres in a night shift. And most of our work is done overnight. So there's no kind of inconvenience to uh, to the customer. So if you, if, you, if you thought about, I don't know, um, a typical swimming pool surround in a local authority leisure centre, you know, that would be done in a night, probably. Right. So it's so a very efficient then. Yeah, pretty efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So there's somebody listening to this and they think to themselves, actually, it has been on the back of my mind that I should uh, consider these things. Um, yeah. Such a service existed and is keen to speak to you, Christian. How would they contact you? Um, I'd say two ways, really. Uh, one would be it'd be great to connect on LinkedIn. Um, so if you searched for Christian Harris Slip Safety, you'd, you'd find me there. Uh, and um, you can always reach out to me. I do content pretty much every day, kind of educational stuff like this on there. Uh, or, of course, you can visit the website, which is www.slipsafety.co.uk. And we'll put that detail on our websites as well. Thanks, John. That's great. Fabulous. So thank you for sharing your passion about non-slip floors and your journey with us. I really appreciate that. And some great tips along the way there. Um, my, my pleasure. As you can tell, I enjoy talking about this subject. So uh, it's always, always good. Definitely. I, I, and that's what's so wonderful about sort of the area. There's, there's such passionate business owners in there and, uh, and willing to help and support other each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about. I think, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of of helping um other small business owners you know I'm in a couple of mastermind kind of groups and you know I think it's great to try and help people um to to all move forward together excellent and this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners until next time see you soon see you then Christian cheers 
the Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as FSB Care. A dedicated nurse will provide long-term practical advice and emotional support with any long-term health conditioning, disability or if you're bereaved. This includes face-to-face therapy, counselling, second medical opinion and practical help if needed. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.